Hey, hey, thank you for tuning in. So, this is actually a revamp of season one, episode two. And I wanted to re record my story as a part of an update, I guess. Um, I'm in the process for many years. Many have heard me talk about revamping Healing Broken Hearts Project. And um, the podcast is a part of that. And so because of that, new episode two to season one, my story. (laughs) So um, this year has really been about authenticity and rawness and so um because of that you'll hear a lot of noises in the background Um, i'm recording in the environment i'm in and that's the whole point of it um and so there's a lot of reason why um and i'll get into that in another episode because it's it's deeper than um a quick two minute (laughs) conversation but um but yeah because of that you're gonna hear noise and so um embrace it it's part of the experience but so my story um when I had originally written down my story it was actually kind of like a journal entry of me just processing the different things that happened in my life that um yeah, that just resulted in being in who I am today. And the reason I wanted to share my story was because I felt that the heart of Healing Broken Hearts Project, you'll hear me say HBH Project <laughs> as well, is um, sharing story and building community and kind of spreading love and and just getting back to the roots of of community and family. Um yeah, and um, so so yeah, that's essentially why I wanted to share my story and so I took this time, wrote a general entry, wrote my story and processed a lot. And then it was hard for me to kind of share it. Um, At one point, I did an interview with one of my friends, James. Um, He was the first to share his story on my podcast. Um, And um, and then I went from there. And then it kind of gave me the strength and the courage to share my story. So I had written the story of kind of segments of my life. You know, let's say... um, 22 years of my life in one episode and um well actually more like 20 because that episode is a couple years old (laughs) but um yeah so I had a hard time sharing my story and um I kind of wanted to provide a Cliff Notes version of that, an updated 2022 version of my story. Because, yeah, 
for a lot of reasons. If you ever want to know why, let me know. We can sit down and have a conversation because I go on tangents and I'm trying to stay on track. And so don't mind me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my story. So I will break up my story into maybe like four seasons of life. Um, yes. So I feel I was a child, just wild child, (laughs) super adventurous, like loved doing shit, loved exploring, loved uh, trying new things, wanted to do everything, loved everything. And I don't know. I don't know if I was born that way. I don't know if I grew up that way. Who knows? But that's what I remember from childhood. Um, (laughs) And uh, I remember loving taking photos. And um, there was different impactful moments in my life that completely shifted my life in some way. And so one of the biggest moments in my life was when I was younger, I ended up getting really, really sick at the age of five. And so from the age of five to until now, it's still something I manage, but um, let's just say at the worst of it from five to maybe teens, um, I was sick. And Um, I had to navigate, um, chemo. I had to navigate being in the hospital a lot. Uh, I had to navigate the possibility of getting a double kidney transplant because my kidneys were shutting down. Um, I, there was a lot of difficulty in challenge in my life at that time that I had to navigate, Um, you know, I remember being in the hospital alone when I was younger because my parents had to work. Um, and I spent holidays in the hospital and, um, for those who have had significant experience in the hospital, I feel like you, you understand what it's like. It's, it's definitely not easy to be in the hospital for a significant amount of time. And so, um, so that happened that completely shifted um, my life because I had to be really intentional with my diet with what I ate because everything in some shape or way affected me and um, I just had to be really careful because my body couldn't process certain things the same way as an average healthy body does and so that brought in a lot of challenges in its own way, a lot of sense of isolation, a lot of um, feeling alone. And I think that was just because, because of, um, because of having that challenge with my health, outwardly kids could see, Um, I had to cut my hair really short because my hair was falling out. So I was teased, kids didn't really understand. And so there was a lot of just me kind of being on my own. Um, on top of that, <laughs> add that I was just a wild kid. Like, everything to do with the outside, I absolutely fucking love. We'll just put it that way. I'll do anything and everything to do with the outdoors. Grew up with it. It's the root of who I am. Can't take it from me. 
And because of that, um, I'd get scratches and banged up and scars and all that. And so there was this one time I fell face first into the driveway of my parents' home and fractured my nose and was just, it was like a mess. It was bad. And afterwards, I ended up having to go to school and I had a big ass scar, like scab all across my forehead, all over my nose. Like, and it's like one of those things where kids point that shit out. Like, you can't not see that a kid has a big ass scab on their face. <laughs> so, oh, I hated fucking going to school during that time. But, um, but yeah, so that was impactful moment. Um, we had loss in our family. Um, I was really young. So having a loss at a really young age and kind of having an awareness of it and not knowing how to process it was um, impacted me. And then kind of like the tipping point to that, because those things kind of have already been going on. Um And then the tipping point to that is that my parents' relationship was um, not going well. Um, It resulted in them getting divorced way later in life. But at the time, um, in my teens, they had separated. And, you know, like any child that grows up in a home where their parents' relationship isn't working, um, kids kind of observe that and see that and respond to that. And there's a lot of kind of gunk that comes with those experiences and so because of all of that I kind of felt like my world I don't know how to explain it actually it's just like the world didn't make sense and um and I just came to hate life and I came to be in a big darkness um in those during those seasons in life too like I went through a lot of a loss in the family, a lot of deaths in the family, a lot of separation in family because of it. And I think as kids, like kids really, really need community. I feel kids thrive off of being around family, healthy family, because it kind of helps helps you learn at a young age with like what support you can get through the hard times because we're all gonna go through the hard times. So um so yeah, anyways. So it was yeah that was tough and um and it kind of just got worse and worse and worse and it got to a point where things were so dark that i was suicidal and had made many many suicide attempts um had to go to the hospital a few times and just life was just messy life was hard life was dark life was um i you know i was an anxious child i had anxiety attacks at school um that all happened during my parents separation um and and i was changing schools i was changing environments and i think just as a kid i i didn't know how to cope with all of that you know as an adult you learn those things as an adult all of those skills but as a child you have no fucking clue (laughs) so um so yeah that was I think that that was hard and in that in turn um depressed and then 
Um, then that transitioning to being raised by a single mom um, brings its own challenges. Any single mother or single parent household completely understands the challenges of being in a single parent household. It's hard. Um, it's very hard, uh, especially, you know, growing up in a lower, um, low income. Um, it, that in and of itself brings its own challenges that many people are aware of. And, um, and so as, and I'm in my teens kind of developing and trying to make sense of the world, going through all of these things, I, at this point, kind of keep people at a distance, super closed off, explosive, angry, aggressive. I'd hit people <laughs> like, um, if anyone said anything that got me hot, I was ready to get into a fight. Um, I... I just was an angry, hurt, broken child. And so that was one season and that was a mess. And life kind of just kept getting messier for me. I got into relationships for wrong reasons, unhealthy relationships, abusive relationships, um, all forms of abuse. And that added to it you know, that added to the trauma that kind of just kept piling up. And then it was like more I didn't know how to manage. And, um, and I know that around people, I always felt really good. It's, I felt encouraged, but there was also people who were hurting and broken that would kind of spread their hurt and brokenness on you. And I had that in my community. Um, and so that made it even harder, you know, now, now I feel like I'm fucked up and then I feel like the people around me are also going through it and we're all not dealing with it in a good way. And so what happens? Okay, addictions happen, substance use happens. And so for me, that was my 20s. 20s was kind of trying to numb that, you know, because I I was no longer in a suicidal season in my life I had healed from that but there was still so much more I had to heal from and through and navigate through and a lot of trauma that I had to kind of figure out and and bring to light and um so life was getting messy and worse I was drinking all the time blackout drunk no one talked about it I had no idea everyone thought you're not partying hard unless you're blacking out I was always blacking out <laughs> like I through the grace of God and the people I was blessed with at my college I was I was always kept safe um and people watched out for me and that is a blessing people watched out for me in ways where you know, I remember this so vividly. I remember being so drunk. I had a Toyota Corolla. I was so drunk. And um, I was ready to drive home. And the guy I was dating at the time took my keys from me. And I was, I was a hothead. I was a firecracker at this time. No one could tell me no. And I was just cussing him out. And wanted, because I wanted to drive home, I was in no space to even think about getting behind the wheel of a car. I couldn't even put the key into the door. And I was mad. And those moments um, growing up 
the party scene where we grew up, it, a lot of people were getting behind the wheel drinking, um, being drunk and drinking, going home. And, you know, I'm sure that happens all throughout the U.S. It's not specific to Massachusetts, but um, add on to that all the shit I was going through. And I, you know, thank God that that someone stepped in in that moment. But that was my 20s. In college, I took it really seriously. I was working really hard. But, insert, um, I also was navigating mental health and I didn't know it at the time. Um because no one really talks about it, you know, and I was navigating anxiety and depression and um, just kind of understanding my moods and like sometimes I'd feel like on top of the world and then other times I'd feel like complete total shit and I couldn't, you know, just didn't understand why and some days I just couldn't get out of bed and I didn't see the point of it and didn't see my worth and all of this And so in that, um, I lost friendships, I lost jobs, I um, stopped working at jobs, just straight up walked out, quit from jobs. And, um, And it was a challenge. And two things happened in my 20s, two really impactful moments is one, I, um, I pushed through, I finished school, I remember one of my mentors had told me like, hey, um, you can do it. Like you can do this your way and this is how to make your education your way. And I got through it and I finished school and I finished on my terms. And, um, and so that was a huge thing. And I knew that my life had to change. The most, the biggest impactful moment in my 20s was really having a relationship with God. Um, I had always had an upbringing with God since the day I was born, um, faith is so rooted in my family on both sides of my families. Um, different, you know, everyone believes in, in different things and might have different, um, religious beliefs and views, but ultimately to the core of that, the majority of my family, the roots of where I come from is from faith. So God was always some form of presence in my life, some form of understanding and knowing, Uh, But it wasn't until my 20s that I really had a a moment of really understanding what it means to have faith and and walk life in faith, um, you know, in love. And so that radically changed my life. And from that moment, I was introduced to different resources that kind of helped me have a better understanding of the power of our thoughts and our minds and how it's all connected to our body, um, what we eat and all of that, you know, taking care of yourselves. It all is tied into mental health. And so here I was before that for, um, you know, 10 maybe years of my life. Um, went through a lot of trauma, a lot of generational trauma too from my parents and their family lines because I did research, so I found out some stuff too. <laughs> so you have all of that. And um, and this happens to so many people, and I think this is why I became so passionate about it is because, um, you know, you have all of that. And I, I just knew that I didn't want to live life the way I was living it anymore. I was having nightmares like night terrors every single night for as long as I can remember 
up until my 20s, I was afraid to go to bed because I knew that if I went to sleep, I was going to have an extremely bad night terror. And, um, <laughs> you know, that was, I was just like, all right, here's another day. I'm afraid to go to bed because I'm about to fucking wake up screaming the next morning, terrified. Let's pray that that doesn't happen. Like it was really bad. Um, probably some form of PTSD and a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's not the point. I'm not here to point out (laughs) all the stuff. Um, I'm just here to say that, you know, that's kind of how I grew up. So I'd been baptized growing up in, in, uh, the Catholic church and, um, and did first communion and then kind of transitioned over to making the decision to baptize myself. And then just, just came to understand God as someone who loves all, um, not someone, I'm not even going to get into that, but anyways, <laughs> um, so God, huge impact in my life. And that began my journey of healing. I had mentioned all the resources I kind of came across and that was my twenties. And, um, and then I went to grad school, but still, now my unhealthy um, challenge and thing that I had to heal from was kind of like relationships. Um, I was internally healing from a lot that I had been going through um, and externally healing um, from a lot of environments I had been putting myself in and just really making a point to transform and transition my life to the better, to just really get into the things that I love to the core, the things that bring me joy. And what's crazy is throughout my upbringing and my trauma that I, I had personally experienced, one of the things I had experienced was um, just always being told you're not good enough. And a lot of people think that that doesn't impact people, but it truly does. Words have so much power behind them. If you don't take anything away from my story, if you can just take this, words have so much power and what you say impacts people. Imagine if 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 words had a tangible like picture to them. Like every time we spoke, if there was like purple speech bubbles that actually popped out, <laughs> you would actually have a visual of how your words actually can attach themselves to other people, right? So think of it that way. Every negative thing you say to someone else kind of has the ability to stick to them. And the hope and prayer is that it doesn't. Point of this is words have power. So please just be mindful of what you say, how you say it, um, because it, it really impacts people. And so for me, I was told a lot that I couldn't do it, that I sucked at stuff, that I was trash at things that I really loved to do. And because of it, I stopped doing the things that I loved. And so I had to also go on this journey of identity and journey of discovering who I am and to get rid of the muck that the world had put on me from, you know, other people's insecurities, hurts, so on and so forth. And kind of peel myself away from that and learn to love what I loved again. Um, embracing it and saying fuck you to everyone else (laughs) because I wanted to live my life my way you know and um and that was that has been this current journey is um to just really stepping into who I am into who God has created me to be 
I think um, one of the things I've learned is I am a big creative. I love creating things. I love being funky. I love color. Um, you see it in like how I dress when I put things together and in my interests. Um, I have a lot of interests. <laughs> um, the homies know I'm always down. And um, in that has just begun me wanting to build Healing Broken Hearts Project to inspire people to heal within themselves, to inspire people to have their hearts ignited because of kind of my life experience that I, I gave a quick overview of. Um, there's a lot in my story that, that I haven't shared. There's a lot in my story that I probably will never share um, with a single soul. And we all have um, those parts of our stories, you know, and that's okay. And, and I'm here, you know, because I had to go through some of that alone. And I had to go through a lot of that feeling alone, even though I was surrounded by people. And so my hope is that as I share my story, that you know that when I say something, when I'm sharing a piece of an encouragement, it's, it's because I truly feel it with everything I love. Um, I lived a life in darkness, believing that I would never find a way out, hoping that my way out was ending my life. And I stand before you 20 four years later soon in a couple months 24 years (laughs) of um you know being alive and being here and have you know through god and love and so many other things um friends skating snowboarding surfing climbing like those and so much more um, is why I'm alive today, right here, right now. And because of that is why I want to dedicate my life to encourage other people, um, to live their dreams, to figure out what it is that's stopping you from, you know, moving forward and doing it, to, um, to just loving more and scattering love in this world. And so... That's my 2022 version of my story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been through a lot, but I'm grateful for it. Um, I know there's many, many more who've gone through so much more. And I hope that we can all get together and make a strong tribe to encourage people to bring change and bring differences and help and actually help the world in ways where we know is possible. Um, to heal the hurting and the homeless and the hungry and just the pain. <laughs> yeah, I can go on and on, but um, but that's my story and a piece of it, a version of it, 2022 version of it. And I hope you ride with me. Um, I hope that you stick through and listen to these episodes and know that it's, you know, it's not planned, but... I'm here because it's important to me and because it matters and because this world matters to me and the people in it matter to me. And um, I hope that on the other side of my experiences, I can use all of those experiences to somehow 
just bring back love and light and hope in this world and hopefully be a part of igniting some change yes all right i'm done for today (laughs) i love you all thank you so much for tuning in and yeah stay tuned um the rest of this month i'm just focusing on relaunching the previous podcast episodes i have in preparation for some new content that we're working behind the scenes so um so yeah i'm excited but i'll share more as i get closer um and just appreciate you and sending love and light to your day today thank you thank you (laughs) 